Another Brick in the Absurdity Wall Germany Investigates Roger Waters for Incitement to Parody Pink Floyd star Roger Waters gave a concert in Berlin on Wednesday, May 17th, and last week we learned German officials responded by investigating him for suspicion of incitement of the people. Berlin police sent a statement to CNN. The context of the clothing worn is deemed capable of approving, glorifying, or justifying the violent and arbitrary rule of the Nazi regime in a manner that violates the dignity of the victims and thereby disrupts public peace. This story was media catnip and inspired an explosion of headlines. By Memorial Day, Waters completed his ascent into the Hitler of the Minute Club, replacing Donald Trump, Jill Stein, Robert Kennedy, Vladimir Putin, Elon Musk, Trump again, and others on the media naughty list. We were reminded Waters is an anti-Semite and Putin lover who supports genocide in Ukraine and desecrated the memory of Anne Frank. Twitter search returns for Roger Waters plus scum populated. After watching the film Sunday Night to make sure, my adult mind concludes the Walls themes hold up 40-plus years after release. It's a great album that sadly has more relevance now, as evidenced by this extraordinary episode of authorities attacking a satirical image as the real thing. In fact, a record that probably did seem confused and a little ridiculous in 1979 suddenly makes a lot of sense, which enhances the general feeling, which I've had a lot lately, that the whole world is stoned. As C.J. Hopkins wrote yesterday, watching a Labour MP in England, a group called Stop Antisemitism, the CEO of the International Legal Forum, Ukraine's permanent representative to the United Nations, and many others scramble in a snap to call for Waters to be banned, deplatformed, which was a unique mix of funny and terrifying. It did not seem possible that such an enormous quantity of people whiffed on 40 years of context at the same time. The weekend wig out forced me to look back at original reviews of The Wall. In hindsight, these are good for a laugh. I always thought This Is Spinal Tap was based on a mix of Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden. But early takes on The Wall also recall the famed review of Tap as treading water in a sea of retarded sexuality and bad poetry. Robert Criscow, Dean of Rock Critics, summed it up in a slam of the iconic album. Dumb Tribulations of a Rock Star Epic. Too kitschy, minimal maximalism, with sound effects and speech fragments. The story is confused. If the recontextualization of Up Against the Wall is intended ironically, I don't get it. B-. If I'd been a grown-up and not nine when the wall came out, I might have thought something similar. But like a lot of young people, I felt that whatever the album was about, it was cool. Kids in elementary school thought Another Brick in the Wall Part 2, which seemed to be on a continuous radio loop my entire adolescence, was about sucky teachers. That was a lucky marketing break for the band, but also awesome and fitting somehow for an album pack with badass songs we vaguely understood were supposed to be deep and anti-something, but who cared what? By the time The Wall came out in 1982, starring Boomtown Rats lead and future Nobel Prize nominee Bob Geldof and directed by Alan Parker, who later made another sneaky, fun, underrated object of snide reviews, Angel Heart. I got that the story was somehow about links between alienation, fame, and authoritarianism. I didn't fully get it, but even at 12, I knew the wall was a metaphor, and definitely not any sincere fascist battle cry. No one then thought it was anything but the opposite. Cliff notes on the wall plot, the madness of World War II, where a bridge at Enzio Beach is held for the price of a few hundred ordinary lives, is paid forward to the son of one of the war fallen, a zoned-out singer named Pink. 
Water's father Eric died at Anzio. Played by Geldof, Pink falls through the thin ice of sanity to build a wall between himself and both his feelings and his audience. He becomes a monster, passing his monstrousness to his audience as he hallucinates himself a fascist tyrant. Is this pretentious? Hell yes. Do the movie's complaints about the miseries of fame and limitless sexual opportunity seem hilariously self-indulgent? Absolutely. But it's rock for wasted 19-year-olds. It all works. And songs like Another Brick in the Wall Part 2, Hey You, Mother, Run Like Hell, and Comfortably Numb have more than passed the test of time. They stuck with us for a reason, describing something that for decades made sense to people all over the world. The wall has been around so long that its once horny warnings about repression, militarism, and thought control have come full circle and become dangerously on point. In our new global panacea, cartoon depictions of fascism are fascism. The new righteousness. Thanks for listening to the free version of this article. To hear the full version, and for more articles and content, please subscribe at www.racket.news.